Roger Klein's Cantillon Tequila presents College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Bell Ford. See us at bellford.com or visit the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Verizon Wireless. This is the 5G America's been waiting for. By College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. The ASU fans home away from home. Roger Klein's Cantillon Tequila. Whether it's a margarita or one of our specialty recipes, Roger Klein's is Arizona bread and ultra smooth. Summer skates, personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself or the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and order yours today. By OxyPal, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. By M-Drive, you're not too old. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. And by NCHC-TV and the NCHC. Subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams, home of college hockey champions. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila's College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, wherever you may be listening to us live on the Podbean app tonight. We are going a little early. we got a good reason for that. We have uh, uh, a special guest. We've got the coach of the Arizona State Sun Devils, Greg Powers, joining us. So uh, coach had some commitments later on, so we said we'll record this just a little bit early and play it back at our uh, regular 7.30 time slot. But um, as we do this tonight, 5.40 p.m., um, I am not in Scottsdale, Arizona. I am on my way to Scottsdale, Arizona. Been down in uh, uh, Tempe and Chandler and Gilbert today and seeing some clients. And I made it about as far as uh, Arizona State's new uh, hockey arena. And I'm going to wait right there until they start putting shovels in the ground. So Scott Strandy from Tempe, Arizona tonight. Paul Hornstein, my co-host as always, from uh, beautiful Long Island, New York. And this, of course, is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Paul, how are you? Uh, I'm good. It actually uh, was a beautiful day out here today. I, I Honestly, I didn't even need a jacket. <laughs> I, I wore it. it just because, but I really didn't need it. Uh, you know, you don't know until you walk out of the house. So um, <laughs> I'm just surprised we got you out of Burrito Express long enough to do this. <laughs> Well, that's why I didn't make it back home. I've been eating burritos all day long, and I Clearly. thought, darn it, I didn't leave early enough to beat the traffic to get across to, to get back to uh, the house to do this. So I'm sitting in our beautiful Ford Escape from Bell Ford. And, uh, Sounds pretty good, technology. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, all the technology, we've got uh, wireless in here. We've got everything that we need. I brought my uh, headset with me just in case there was an issue, and uh, it's working fine, so let's hope it continues on that way. We got a yeah. special guest tonight, which is why we're going early, as I mentioned. We got Coach Greg Powers on with us, and uh, so much to talk about. I hope Coach has got enough time for us because I know he's got somewhere to be tonight. But uh, we want to talk about what's happened so far in the first half. We want to talk about what's going to happen in the second half. Of course, we want to talk about uh, the new building because that's exciting. Get his thoughts on that, and then we really want to dig in, Paul, and find out. Uh, what he expects it to be like when they get down to crunch time. There's 16 games left uh, as they push towards uh, a hopeful 
NCAA tournament berth, but I want to get his idea on what he thinks the tournament selection might be like, the, the team selection, and then also what he thinks the tournament might be like. So lots of stuff to talk about. Before we get into that, though, the NCHC wrapped up yesterday uh, in the pod. They came out of it, uh, as far as I know, with no COVID-related cases or illnesses. So fantastic job to them. I spoke with uh, Michael Wiseman, the Director of Communications today via text, and and he was excited that uh, they pulled through it all. We're going to have the commissioner, Josh Fenton, on with us Sunday night on College Hockey Southwest Live. So nice. lots, lots of good stuff going on. But um, let's start right there, Paul. Tell me what your thoughts were overall on the pod and how things played out. Oh, I loved it, man. Oh, yeah, I mean, listen, this is, this is not news. Uh, this isn't the first time I sat here and said to you, and I love having these triple headers and quadruple headers and uh, being able to watch all this stuff. And this is, uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, we have, uh, this is the first time I really had a chance to go uh, dive headfirst into all the NCHC teams, you know, because usually, you know, in the past we've followed, obviously we've been much more ASU centric uh, and we, you know, tried to focus on who they were playing, whether it was who they were playing and who they're going to play. Uh, so now it's a little different. Um, and I saw some killer power plays and some 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 really good goaltending. And honestly, uh, anybody that would tell you that uh, the pod turned out the way they thought, at least on the ice, uh, if I told you that, you know, going – out of the pod that North Dakota would be in first place, would that surprise you? No. No, not at all. Uh, but if I told you the team in second place, even though they played one more game, is Nebraska-Omaha? That, that would surprise me. You. Yeah, that would surprise me. Uh, if, if, <laughs> not if, to if, take if anything I... away from Omaha because they were No, very, well, very let's good. face it. The, the, uh, they weren't exactly the preseason tournament favorites. Exactly. Um, you know, if I told you that Duluth was two points behind North Dakota, would that surprise you? No, no, no. But if I told you that St. Cloud was only two points behind North Dakota, <laughs> and by the way, both of those teams have played one less game than North Dakota, would that surprise you? No. Yes. <laughs> yes, it no. would. Are you it, telling it me that you it, thought St. Cloud would be right there? I thought St. Cloud would be better than a lot of people thought, but that one would not, not surprise me. Not not like Omaha, but I thought St. Cloud would be better. I, I had a feeling. Uh, we talked to Jackson Caster. I, I have a feeling that team yeah, but, was better than people but, thought. Yeah, yeah, but you didn't expect him to be two points behind North Dakota 10 games into the season. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And and we know that no one expected Denver to be 3-5-1. and one. After 10 games into the season. Uh, I'm going to tell you that that I got to disagree with you again on that one. I thought they were going to struggle because that schedule was daunting. And uh, when you have to come one after another, after another, after another of uh, the best of the best, it is not easy. And and I think right now um, they're just happy to be out of it. And they're looking forward to uh, being able to play some home games and, uh, and and get the second half underway. I, I get that, but there's no way you, I, I, I'm going to call you-know-what on that 
Uh, no, you aren't, because here's yes, the I thing. Am. No, here's the thing. Uh, I told you, when I looked at that schedule, I said, oh, my God, when we have Coach Carl on and we're going to talk about his start to the season, I don't know what he's going to say because when I saw it, I kind of just wanted to run and hide, and I don't even – I have no part of it. I just watch it from the outside. So, yeah, I was a little worried. No, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I will say you know what to that. Um, you've called that on me a couple times today. First it was burritos. Yeah, well, now it's on yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least I'm consistent. Um, the Colorado college two, three, and two, uh, you know, they're two, three, and one. Um, and I don't, I can't, Jeez, can we get rid of these overtime that oh, I can't even <laughs> two, three, two, and one. What? Who? What? Uh, whatever. Uh, they're going to get start giving. They're going to start giving points for everybody that gets to go to a shootout. They, uh, they have 11 points after eight games. Um, they had a couple of good wins, a couple of losses that were not so good. Um, and everybody seems to be beating up on Miami and Western um, to start the season. Even those teams have had, had a couple of decent games uh, in the pod. But overall, it was great. Um, I know at some point we plan on having Alex Heinert, who was one of the TV voices of the pod. Um, and outside of the weird commercials, and they're only weird to me because. <laughs> no, they're weird to everybody because they're all North Dakota commercials. No, that's no, but that, that's, 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 yeah, but I'm, we have plenty of listeners that, that, uh, I have to will have to enjoy those uh, types of recreational activities. They're just well, weird and, to somebody who grew up on concrete. That's all. <laughs> well, I know one thing. Uh, our guest last night, Jeff Almer, he would know all about all of those things growing up in Wilcox, uh, Saskatchewan, and and spending a lot of time at the University right. of North Dakota in Grand Forks. So, yeah, right. I, so I get I, it. But, just, yeah, you're right. Al- Alex is going to come on and join us. Um, like I said, we have uh, Commissioner Fenton coming on on Sunday night. Um, so that's going to be really exciting. It's, it's been a great week to show us, Paul, as we push towards that yeah. that magic number of 10,000 downloads on our podcast. We want people to download, listen, subscribe, and enjoy uh, all of our great guests that we're able to get because it's getting better and better all yep. the time. And t- tonight we got another great one. I mean, we've been waiting to talk to Coach for, what, um, about 50 days, maybe more. Uh, uh, we didn't, we didn't since get him older? He, yeah, I don't even – I can't even – No. Keep, we, I can't even keep track. We, we haven't had him since his 36-day stint. And first thing I want to ask him is how he likes being back in Arizona because it's quite a bit nicer here than it was, wow. in, at least weather-wise. Well, he did say that. He, he, did, he did say that they were um, uh, not sick of the cold. And I don't blame you, Coach. And I know you got to do – he's going to have to do a couple more stints on this, but um, – <laughs> yeah, oh, he's got one more, bloody, one bloody or two more bloody. big stints. Oh. But anyway, we'll get into that when we have him on. So, so Air Force still not playing again until. Nope. Uh, so we got nothing really to talk about with them. But um, we had Grant, uh, Grant Kirkshank on the second leading scorer. And Paul, if I would have told, thinking about things that were unreal, if I would have told you that the two of the top goal scorers in the country, number one and tied for number two, were uh, Matthew Copperud the freshman from Arizona state leading the com- the uh, country in goal scoring. And, and he's one of three. He's one of three. And, and, and Grant Carter Savoy Kirkshank. has had a pretty good, 
yeah, uh, a pretty good uh, start for Denver as an individual, even if uh, the team is struggling. He's got seven goals too. So, yeah, that, it, it changed a little bit over the last couple of days. But when yeah. we had Grant on, uh, it was Matthew Copperud uh, leading the, the way with seven goals, and then Grant Crookshank uh, from Colorado College with six. If I'd have told you that at the beginning of the season, you wouldn't have believed it, would you? No. Well, uh, no. I mean, uh, I could believe Crookshank. Would be close to the top, but if you were to if if you would have told me that uh, Matthew Copperud was going to be tied for the na- national lead in goals, I, I would have been like, really? Uh, you know, I would have been like, wow, that's they must be scoring a ton of goals. And while they're doing a pretty good job of scoring, uh, you know, I you know who who would have thought or who would have known? Obviously, that Johnny Walker would basically have missed the whole season so far so yeah i mean basically he played one game right uh yeah he didn't even and, play the full game right i mean so uh, if i would have told you there'd have been a sun devil at the top of the goal scoring you'd have probably said okay i'll buy that johnny walker yeah uh, but, but matthew copperud has taken off and just done a fantastic job as a freshman and we'll talk to coach about uh some of those freshmen that are making big impacts as well when we get him on here in about oh i don't know seven minutes or so um so getting back to Colorado College, and, and I, I hate to keep bringing this up, but I think it has to be brought up, Paul. They started the season way behind the eight ball because two weeks oh, yeah. before they were supposed to go to the pod, they had a, a positive test case, and, and they had to quarantine for two weeks. Then they had to quickly throw themselves together and try to get into game shape and arrive at the pod a week after everybody else and play uh, two or three fewer games than everybody else in the pod. and. Man, when we had uh, Grant Crookshank on and, and being a captain and we talked to him, uh, he was so positive about everything that was going on. I was going like, man, oh, man, it's easy to see why your teammates follow you because you were very, very positive in a very dire situation. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, when you interview somebody for the first time, it's very easy to be uncomfortable and that was a very comfortable interview, and he has to get some of the credit for that. Yeah, so, totally agree with you. Um, what I want to do now is uh, is take a quick break and get a couple of our partners in, uh, and then we'll get ready for Coach Powers. We may have to uh, to make a couple of seconds worth of fill time here, but I want to get these in, partners in before uh, before Coach comes on. Coach. So let's take sure. a quick break, and we'll be right back.
visit us at mexicanmoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? All right, folks, that was M Drive. Uh, their uh, their new formula. So nobody's too old, not even Jr. So <laughs> Scott Strandy back with you on College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Paul Hornstein joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York, and I think we've got the coach, Coach Craig Powers from Arizona State, uh, with us. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, to chatting with Coach and finding out a little bit about uh, first of all how he likes being back. So in just a minute here, we'll have Coach uh, hit one of the call in buttons and we'll get him on board and. Start talking some Sun Devil hockey. Coach Scott and Paul with you. How are you? He's two real good guys. How are you? Can you hear me okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we we're can, good, Coach. We can hear you great, Coach. Uh, first things first, how is it being back in Arizona after, what, 36, 37 days on the road? It's uh, it's good. It's it's just good to be back with family and and nice in the nice weather and, and uh, you know, it, it was funny. We joked on the road with some of the new guys. They, they hadn't even been able to experience an Arizona winter yet. So uh, I, I know we're all happy to be back here, albeit for, you know, not too long, but, but we're going to embrace the time we are back. Okay. So I, I joked with Paul coach before uh, you came on. I said, I was out seeing clients today and Chandler and Gilbert and all over and an ASU alum over at Burrito Express Angel said to say hello because he's uh, coming on board to uh, to sponsor Sun Devil Hockey with us. So um, we, we've got all kinds of good things going. But apparently I ate too many burritos and I couldn't get back across the valley. So I'm camped out in the parking lot. What's going to be your new arena here? So maybe I'll just stay till groundbreaking. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, if you want. That's your call. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's what I told him. I like <laughs> All right. Live in the car. I don't know if Mrs. Scott will be too happy about that, but uh, <laughs> all right. So, so coach, let's break it down a little bit. Tell us uh, just your overall thoughts on on the first twelve games of the season for you. I'll be honest. I I really like our team. Um, I like how we're playing, and and you know it, it, we knew this is going to be an uphill battle and a challenge with the nature of, of how our season's structured, but. Um, man, we're right there. We're right there. And, and you know, I think a, a couple of tweaks, obviously, we've got to get special teams really dialed back in, and, and, and we're working on that this week and, and really, really honing in on it next week. I think we ended um, the 12-game stretch with with a game with, with two power play goals to, to hopefully go into the break feeling good about the direction that it's heading anyway. Um, so if, 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 if we can pop some more power play goals – um, and, and obviously, you know, the kill needs to be better too. I mean, we're, you know, a huge step that we've taken is, is on the discipline side. I mean, we're, I think six in the country in penalty minutes a game, uh, in, in a good way. We're usually at the bottom six. Um, and, and so, you know, when you're only, you're only giving up two, three power plays a game, 
um, you got to find a way to kill those off. And, and right now, um, you know, we're we're generally giving up a a goal a game on to the other team's power play, and we got it. We got to cut that out. So though, that's the biggest area of improvement. You know, we, we want to get more timely saves. The guys know that. Both guys know that, that we're looking for that as well. Um, and uh, and I think that we could we could win a lot of games here in the back half if we do those two things. Uh, Coach, uh, you said that going into the Ohio State weekend. Uh, not that I don't want to forget about the, the the first ten games, but did you get those things to your satisfaction in those two games in Columbus? Well, uh, certainly in the second the second game we did. Um, in the first game, obviously, you know, Cole had a rough start, and we had to, we had to put Evan in, but but uh, I think. I think Evan was really good for us in that second game. And then, um, and then obviously you pop two power play goals on the road. Um, that's how, that's how you win those games, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, the, the games against Penn state, the two, over, you know, three on three overtime losses, we didn't score on a power play. And we actually scored the second night on a power play, but, but, you know, it, if, if your power play is really going, that's what wins you. It's, it, it, it can win you games, you know, and, and, um, and to score those two in the second period really just gave us our bench a ton of energy and you could feel it. Um, I mean, we really shut them down in the third in that last game to, to do that. I think in game 12 of 36 days all on the road to, to have that type of third period where you just completely close them down. Um, they, they didn't have one scoring chance. I think they had seven shots on goal. Um, and 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 that that I attribute to just the energy that the power play gave us going into that third period. Um, you also have to be proud of the uh, of the guys, coach, because they you know they had that rough stretch with the the last the second Notre Dame game and the two games at Penn State. They could have just as easily folded. Well, yeah, I mean, there's it, it a couple couple really. Um, the couple moments like that, you know, in in that stretch. I mean, the way we started. Um, you know, oh three and one when we never thought we would start that way, and then to bounce back and then go win those three, three in a row after that, and then and then the and the nature of how we lost the second Notre Dame game, and then when you lose three on three overtimes, it, it man, it hurts. It's it's gut wrenching, you know. And and I mean, there's nothing worse for a team's psyche and um, and morale than than losing overtime games, and 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 to lose two in a row. After that game, we lost at Notre Dame. It would have been real easy for our kids to uh, to just kind of mail it in in the back after that trip. But we we rallied and 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 then again, more adversity. We found ourselves down three goals in the first eight minutes. Came back to take a lead in the third period and earned what what you know you'd probably never thought you heard me say hear me say it, <laughs> but a good tie. And and uh, and then to win that last game, I think it speaks volumes of the character that we have, and um, and and we we still I think have our best hockey in front of us. But I, I really like our team. We 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 come at, at 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 our opponents in waves. We have four lines that can score. We've proven that. Um, and don't forget, we're doing this without the best goal scorer in the country and our very best player. Yeah, I was going to get to that eventually, but I figured I would focus on. Uh on what actually did happen on the ice, but uh, uh, to, to be able to, to be able to do that and get the power play started without him, was that a little bit of an adjust without, without Johnny, was that a little bit of an adjustment at first? Well, I mean, when you lose Johnny Brinson and Manny 
off right. of your, your top unit, it, it's going to take time, you know, and, um, you know, the Brinson loss isn't really an excuse. We planned for that loss. The Manny loss, we didn't plan for. Um, right. You know, I mean, that, that he, he was coming back. He announced he was coming back. He, he was named captain. And then as the summer progressed, we didn't know. And, and he had to do what he had to do. And, and obviously, we were fully supportive of that. Um, but when, when you lose a kid that good that, that you're going to depend on for 28 minutes a night um, and, and you don't have a plan for it, it's tough. It's tough to manage. And, and we had to – we and then you lose Johnny. We literally had to reinvent how, how we were going to play and score and – compete and we did it you know rather quickly i think i mean we we competed at michigan state but we didn't score we could we couldn't score and 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 find find the back of the net um and then you know wham we went to wisconsin and and really offensively we haven't looked back hey uh you expected uh the contribution from the freshmen that you were getting but i don't know if you expected it to be this quickly uh especially with coprood uh being the tied for first in the country in, sco- in goal scoring. Uh, you said you knew he could score, but uh, did you expect? Nobody could have realistically expected him to be tops in the country, could they? No, I don't think so. You know, and 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 it won't. Don't be shocked if that if that levels out a little bit, especially with the competition that we're playing. Uh, but I think that's that's what's most impressive about what all of our freshmen are doing, including Cole. Um, you know, in a, in a normal in a normal landscape. You know, we're, we're playing home games and, and playing teams, you know, here and there sprinkled in, you know, in the lower half of the pairwise rankings. And, and, and those are games that historically you want freshmen to really cut their teeth on. And, and what Cole and, and those other, you know, four, four guys have done against, you know, what probably is the best deepest league in the country all on the road under these circumstances is really impressive. Um, and, and we knew how good they were and, um, and boy, they they are they're all going to be really really good players. I mean, look what Mancinelli did in, in the Ohio State series. You know, he's been playing really good hockey, and, and it finally mm-hmm. started to click for him. You know, Benji Eckerly is another one that that has just been a rock for us. And you know, he's he's scoring you know one one out of every three games. And and Ryan O'Reilly is doing some really good things as well. So we're 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 really pleased with their. Um, contribution so far, and, and it's only going to get better with them. And so, I don't. I, you know, I, I, just, I want to get one more guy in there because he he deserves the uh, dimension, uh, especially since you know he couldn't play. Uh, you know he was out for a long time, even before the off season. Uh, Jax Murray has also looked like he's gotten into a groove because he's putting up some points in the last four or five games as well. Yeah, he's it's a great story. I mean, Jacks, we really liked Jacks um, when we committed him. Um, that's why obviously we brought him in, and then and then he after his last season of junior, um, with our blessing, made the decision to get a, a major shoulder surgery, which, which was going to put him about two months behind, um, you know, showing up as a freshman, and and he, and he just never caught up. He, I mean, he, he, you know, he just never caught up. He, he got into a couple of games, but we were winning and, and it was tough for a freshman to really get in and, and solidify a spot in the lineup. Um, and then he, he, he kind of bought his time and, and we put him in and he hasn't looked back. And, he, and I said it, uh, you know, a couple of times with how he looked in practice. When he gets in, I, I don't think he's coming out. 
um, and, and he proved that right. And, and the way Jacks and, and I have just kind of approached this season with him is, hey, look, everybody gets another year of eligibility. Let's just treat this like it's your freshman year, you know, and and because he's going to be here for another four years. And um, and boy, the kids made the most of his opportunity. He has poise and patience and, and just a, a smoothness to his game and his puck touches that that uh, is a breath of fresh air and he just he just always seems to make the right play and his hands around the net are, are really really elite so he's only going to get better as well and 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 what he's done is, has been really impressive okay so so coach give us a little rundown if you can about how you came through the 36 days on the road health wise and and mental health we know you did unbelievably well in the classroom but how is everybody health-wise we know johnny's on his way back and sean do you have any uh any kind of lasting things from that vicious hit that he took no uh, sean's gonna be okay no concussion um he, he it was a you know like you said it was a bad hit <clears throat> but they, they got it right you know and 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 the kid the kid paid his price he, he unfortunately got you know kicked out for the rest of the game and that hurt him that was probably their best player so um, and we scored on that. So, you know, it, it, it took care of itself and you always hate to see a player go down like that, but he, he, he's a tough kid. I mean, he came back and played in the third. We still had three minutes on the power play and he saw the dock in between periods <laughs> and I didn't think he was coming back. And, and he came, I, I thought there was no way he was coming back. And, and so the period starting and there's three minutes left and his <laughs> unit just scored. We put Jackson for his unit and Doogie comes out on the ice and and he just skates up to me and and, and he's just looking at me and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm playing. And I'm like, all right, well, Jax, just sit down, see how you feel, and and we'll see how it goes. And and he just looked at me. He didn't even respond. He just looked at me and he's like, like basically like, no, like I'm playing. So I'm like, all right, go ahead. And and he did. He finished the game. He's a tough, he's a tough kid. And um, so he's fine. He'll 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 be just fine. And then um Willie Neerum um, didn't play in that game, which which you could feel. He's playing a really good hockey for us. Yes, he's got a big, strong, heavy presence, and he's great around the net. And he's really good defensively, blocks a ton of shots, and so he he uh, he came in after warmups and just said, "I can't go, I can't grip my stick," and um, but all his X-rays are negative, so he'll be fine for Minnesota. And it gave us a great opportunity to get dom dom in you know and i mean dom's been an incredible teammate and program builder for us he had a rough start to the year and we have an incredibly deep group of forwards and and he knew how well the forwards were playing and it was just hard to find the right moment to really work him back in but he but he stuck with it and and supported the guys and was great on the bench and gave us a few good shifts here and there but but as soon as willie came in and did that it was just next man up dom came in and we didn't miss a beat. So he did a great job and it was a really good team win for him to be a part of. And I think there's been a thousand text messages or, or tweets to me going like, do you know anything about Johnny Walker? Is Johnny going to be ready? You think for, uh, for Minnesota? It's a really good chance. There's a really good okay. chance. Uh, I would say um, better chance that he does play at Minnesota than not. And if he doesn't, um, he, he will for sure be ready by that next weekend. So we're, we're okay. right there. with him. We're right there. Okay, so the first half, if you will, is done and now starts the second half. It doesn't get any easier playing in the Big Ten and starting off against an undefeated team. But I think I know you well enough to know that you'd like to be the first team to beat Minnesota, wouldn't you? So it's it's a great opportunity, you know. And, I mean, I actually talked to, to Bob today. Um, 
and we talked about each other's teams and just how well he was playing and, and he thinks we're playing great too, but um, they're doing a great job. You know, they're, they're a hell of a team and, and this is a tremendous opportunity for us. It's like I told the boys from day one, there's no pressure on us. We're the one going on the road and, and, and you know, assuming all this, this craziness uh, by, by trying to have a season, let's just go make the most of it. And now we get to play number one. This is the first time you've ever played a number one. Um, it's just surprising to me, but but what an opportunity to kind of check another milestone off our off our list, so to speak. And <clears throat> I know the guys are excited for it. And, and you know, you go up and, and you beat number one to start the the the, the home stretch of sixteen games. Man, you, you never know what can happen. Yeah, and you know, and and, and I'm assuming that having a little extra time uh, to get ready for the the big sheet doesn't hurt either. No, it helps. You know, everybody's home right now. I mean, you know, all the Big Ten schools, everybody's pretty much, for the most part, there's a couple teams playing, but uh, players are home. They're home with their families, and they're probably skating with, with their old teams or in their local rinks or whatever. But we're here. We're practicing. We practiced today. We practiced uh, practice again tomorrow and Thursday, and then obviously we're going to give them Friday and Saturday off, and then um, we'll have a few skates next week, and then we're going to go up on New Year's Eve and get two – uh, really good detailed practices in on that big sheet. Um, and then we'll get a game day skate in. So we'll get three skates in on that big ice and, and prepare the, the way we need to prepare to, to give ourselves the best chance to win. So going into the, uh, the second half, like I said, um, you didn't see Minnesota, the only team in the big 10 you didn't see in the first half. So, and now you're going to see them uh, what three weeks apart, basically. Um, you like that? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, whatever, you know, like it, it they're all good, man. Like all these teams are so good, you know, and it, it, I mean, so we go from Minnesota to Notre Dame to Wisconsin back to Minnesota. Like it, 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 it doesn't matter. They're all, they're all so good. And you can just look at, look at the outcomes of, of what's going on in that league. Everybody's beating everybody with the exception of Minnesota. Literally everybody's beating everybody. And, um, that's how good that league is. I mean, look at Michigan. I mean, they, they look completely unbeatable through four games and they've gone one and five in their last six, which is, is unthinkable to me with how they looked against us and, and then how they looked against Wisconsin that next weekend. But, um, but I think it just speaks to how deep the league is and there's literally no nights off. And, and if you want to take a night off, you're going to pay for it. Well, I thought the uh, I, I thought the first half was was pretty well for you guys. I thought you really developed. I th- I saw a lot of things uh, watching from a distance, but a couple of things that I saw, and I'm sure you're going to continue to build on, is uh, I lo- I noticed a lot more um, point passes or point shots, if you will, where you weren't going uh, towards the net, but you're looking for dele- deflections. I also saw an awful lot of crashing the net, especially the last what six eight games. Um, was that something that you focused on or was that something that just kind of developed with the guys? Well, it was something that we focused on after the first four games where we weren't scoring. You, you have to get to the net. You know, you have to have pucks and bodies at the net. And, um, you know, you, you'd be willing to pay the price and get ugly goals. And 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 we did that really well at Wisconsin. And, again, we haven't looked back. I mean, if you take out those first four games, we're, we're easily one of the, the, the leading teams in the country from, from an offensive standpoint. Like it's not even close. Um, we, we have been a handful for teams to deal with um, defensively. 
Uh, I mean, we have four lines of, of forwards that can really go get up and down the ice and score. I mean, when you, when your fourth line, you know, has, you know, accurately and, and, you know, it's been Jacks Murray and Willie near I mean, those, those three guys are, you know, top six on our team in goals. And then you got our third line with Como who's by far playing his best hockey of his career. He, he's been so effective and he's really, really turned the corner. And then the leading goal scorer in the country, um, you're deep, you're deep. And, and, and it's, it's really the top two lines that haven't quite got going yet. They're doing a lot of good things and when they get going and, and, and they will, um, especially when Johnny comes back, you know, Sanch, I know is really, really Jones and they get to get his, his wingman back there. Um, and, it, and it'll happen soon. We're, we're going to be a handful. Now, this is the first time as a group, uh, and, and, and you do have some veteran guys, uh, that are, they're really they're going to have a chance to get that feel for a conference schedule. Um, has the mindset of knowing you're going to get a second shot at teams uh, gone into or, or helped the players maintain uh, the focus that they've needed to be on a 36 game, uh, 36 day road trip. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, you, you can, you can break it up any which way you want. I mean, you go from series to series, Michigan, we got embarrassed. We can't wait to go back to Michigan. Like we can't wait, you know, and, 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 and you're, they're going to see a much different team when we go back, you know, Michigan state, we weren't playing nearly our, our best hockey and, we think that, that that's a that's a team that, that we can go in and, and have success against. So we can't wait, go, wait to go back there. Wisconsin certainly was was down a few guys, so we're going to see a different team when they're back. But our guys are going to be uh, anxious to prove that that we can compete against their very best. And then uh, Notre Dame, you know, we 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 thought we played incredibly well and, and probably deserved a better fate than a split. Um, but we had about eight minutes, so we got to go back and finish there. And Penn State. You lose three, two, three on three overtime games to any team. Um, you're you're going to be chomping. You better be chomping at the bit to go play them again. And I know our guys are. And then certainly Ohio State. You know we had a lead in the third period in, in game one, and then that cost us a sweep. So we have a lot to prove still against every team that we've played. Um, and that's one of the benefits of of our schedule is reminding our guys, hey, we'll be back. Now we know what to expect. Now we know exactly what we need to do to have success, and we got to do it. Is and this is just 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 as a follow up, mostly because no matter how anybody looks at it for a while, uh, the ASU program and the Penn State program are going to be tied at the hip. In 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 in, in some ways, does has does that become a little bit of a of a weird rivalry? Not necessarily yeah. in a bad way, just a. You know, just because of all the factors that have tied you guys together. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. You know, I mean, I mean, the respect and admiration I have for Guy, and we become pretty good friends. Um, you know, it, it's it's a healthy rivalry for sure. You right. Know? I mean, we we've we've played each other a lot, um, and and you know he's been incredibly complimentary. He couldn't believe, and he said, he, I mean, he was the first to tell me after the game, and then with a text later that night, you deserved better than what you got this weekend. 
you know, he thought we probably deserved to win both games. I thought we deserved to win the second game, but not the first. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's a good, healthy rivalry, and and we're excited to go back. Beautiful building. What he's done with their program is really impressive, and and they're they're good. They're they're there for good. You know, they're they're an elite program for good with how they play and and with all the the, the skill and the the offensive ability and firepower that they bring to the table. So, um, again, it's it's a huge change for us to to now be able to to prepare in a much more educated fashion um after already seeing the same teams that, that we're going to play we're not used to that i mean there's weekends where we play different opponents on different nights and i mean we have more pre-scouts and pre-scout films done than anyone in college hockey because of of the nature of of the amount of different teams we play so mm-hmm. um, the preparation is going to be uh even that much more dialed in Okay, so uh, we, we talked about on the ice. Great news happened uh, a week ago off the ice, and the uh, the renderings came out of that new building, and it looks fantastic. Everybody that I've talked to has said, man, oh, man, ASU is, uh, has got it done right. Uh, just your thoughts on finally being able to uh, to show people what you've known for quite a while. It's it's a huge relief. Uh, I mean, you know, to to get <laughs> – to get the that, that's just for me, coach, because you've had to hide it from me for a long time, maybe five years now. <laughs> I've had to hide it from everybody, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it hasn't been easy. It hasn't, you know, I mean, and I mean, I, you know, when you have a muzzle put on you for the amount of time that I have, um, and you, and you know, it's coming and you know, it's being worked on, and then a pandemic hits and it gets pushed back and, so it's just it's just it's been a cumbersome, lengthy, uh, frustrating process, but one that that will be well worth the wait. Um, it's exciting. It's it, the day that, that that you know was officially a done deal, and, and to see the actual press release and um, and 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 the 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 entity of Arizona State showing that we're building a hockey arena. Uh, well, I guess you got to call it a multi-purpose arena, but um, <laughs> but it's really a hockey arena. Um, it, it is, We're it on is board really, with you, coach. We're on board. I know, but um, it's 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 an incredible moment. It really is. I mean, if you reflect back on everything we've been through, you know, for the last you know now almost fifteen years um, is about how long I've been with the program. Um, as a coach, it's, it's amazing to, to know that, that, you know, you're going to have a $115 million on campus facility, you know, with two sheets and what it's going to do for the community and what it's going to do to grow the game here in Arizona um, and provide the most centrally located, the most first class, um, uh, nicest facility in the state um, is, is a really, really cool idea, you know, and, and, and I can't wait. I can't wait to to, to be in there every day and you know, what it's going to do to just help us build our culture even even more and be on campus and 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 pack that place full of five thousand people a game. It's going to be incredible. Coach, I had uh, Jeff Almer on the uh, professional hockey podcast last night, and I was asking him about that, and he said, "Yeah, uh, North Dakota's got to run for their money now at Arizona State. It's going to be uh, a lot." A lot more comfortable for people to say, "I want to be a Sun Devil," 
as opposed to maybe being a, a fighting Sioux or a fighting hawk, as we know him now. But uh, just your thoughts on, on what other people are telling you about um, your ability to recruit even more now with that facility. Well, I mean, it's, it's obviously a huge caveat, you know, and, and, and it's been an obstacle. It has, you know, and, and we, we love Oceanside and Oceanside has been so good to us, Adam Mims and, and just, you know, we're going to, we're going to pay homage to Oceanside all season next year, you know, and, and, and make sure that people understand, you know, what a, what a huge part of our history and tradition that that building um, has been and always will be. Um, but with that said, I'm not going to shed any tears. Um, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it, it's been one of those things that through the years um, as we built this is it, it, if I had a penny for every time I had some, you know, knucklehead that I don't even know come up and say, oh, just wait till you guys get that arena, then you're going to be legit. Well, it's like, you know what? Like, <laughs> screw you. We're going to be legit anyway. <laughs> We're going to be legit without the freaking arena. The, the arena is just going to be icing on the cake, and we are legit without the arena. And the arena will absolutely make life easier on our staff when it comes to closing kids. But, um, you know, it, it – it, we're gonna we're gonna miss the the blue collar, you know, and 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 I think that's the biggest thing is is we we can't we can't get away from what's made us successful. Um, will recruiting be easier? Yes, but we we still got to get the right kids. And and by the way, I just I just want a, a couple of notes about the building, just in case anybody doesn't know, uh, the construction company and the management group of this arena is not. Anywhere considered lightweights, ladies and gentlemen, um, you have people involved that are running NHL buildings. So uh, if yeah, anybody thinks this, that yeah. this is. ASU, ASU, what what our, our team of people, you know, Frank Ferrar has been the guy. He's been it's it's Frank's essentially lived in a, in a cave for the last two years to get this done. Um and uh, without him, it doesn't get done. It, it simply does not get done. And, and, and Frank, you know, he goes to games and, and people know he's a CFO and, and he's the administrator over hockey. And the guy's taking some abuse. Like, hey, when is this arena happening? Look at all the things this team's doing. And, and, and look at their doing without the arena. Like, when are you guys going to step up? And, and, and he, he's gotten a lot of that, you know, and, and he's taken right. it in stride because – he, he, he's known how much work goes into, you know, uh, getting these things approved at a public university, especially the size of ASU. And, um, and, and he just kept going and going and going and wouldn't take no for an answer. And it just simply doesn't get done without him. You know, the consultant that, that, that Frank brought on, Carl Hirsch, a guy from, from Long Island, is another guy that, that really drove the process with Frank. And without those two guys, we're, we're playing at Oceanside for another five years. It's that simple. And um, so, you know, those are the two drivers that got it done. Obviously, everybody on campus. But what they did bringing the group of, of vendors and people together, Mortensen is, is as big time as it gets. They're, they're our mm -hmm. builder. The architects are as big time as it gets. And then to have the Oakview group come in and manage it, you know, and the day-to-day -day operations and they're, they're, they're the, the creme de la creme of, 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 of operating, you know, venues. And, it doesn't and, get any bigger than that. No, I mean the, the concerts and 
and events outside of hockey that, that a group like that's going to be able to bring to our campus, it's going to be awesome, you know, and, and, you know, I'm the lucky one that gets the office right next to where the stage is. <laughs> and, you know, don't think I won't sneak into a couple of those. <laughs> okay. Uh, so and, I, I, wait, I got one more. I got one more because this, okay. is, this is, um, uh, Tyler Bush's mom wants to know, if uh, there's going to be space for alumni and their families once that building opens. Absolutely. There's going to be, so I have a, a, a large group of, of alumni. That, a lot of them played for the club team. Some of them spilled over into the hybrid year in the first year. And I'm still really close with the, the group that won the national championship. They've already committed to buying an alumni suite and it's <laughs> going to be dedicated just for alumni and, um, there's a green room down on the floor level that, that will have alumni um, and families of players um, for every game to, to kind of congregate and gather and hang out. And, you know, if they want to see, see us after the game, that kind of thing, we're, we're really going to tie it all in. It, it, this is going to allow us to just, just really become a, a program, you know, a real program, you know, from that, that standpoint and, and just kind of open our arms and welcome everybody. And because and, so many people are throughout the years without so many people. I mean, the list is, is a mile long. It's, it's, it's not just me, not even close. You know, you got, right. Uh, I think I saw you guys had Ken Lind on. I, I yep, didn't did. yes. listen to it, but I mean, that's a guy like, like without him, we're not here. You know, like there's so many guys like Ken that, that, that did this, you know, for no reason other than just wanting to see it be successful. And now that it's at the level that it is and what we have coming, everybody's got to be a part of it. Like it's just going to allow, like you're so limited at what you can do with alumni weekends and everything at Oceanside because of capacity. And, you know, you got, I mean, we, we, some of those alumni weekends, we literally had to sneak like 50 guys in the back door, <laughs> you know, like, because the fire marshal wouldn't let him in the front door. So, I mean, there's just I so many that. things. Yeah. There's so <laughs> many things, you know, like that, that, that you can do now. And, and, and we want, we want to, we want to make sure that, that, that our history is com- completely tied with, with, you know, where we're taking this thing in the future too. And we're never going to forget where we came from. And, and we got some really cool things planned over the next two years to, to really celebrate where we came from. And I'm not going to give those things away, but, they're going to sure. be really cool. And I think, I think a lot of people are going to be appreciative of it. Okay. So uh, I know we kept you longer than you probably planned, but one final question for you is that I wanted to ask you a little bit about the, uh, the future now after this uh, second half of the season is complete. We had Frank Saratori on and you know, Frank and, and how he is, but uh, he told us all I want to do is get to 13 games so that I know I qualify for the NCAA tournament. And then we'll worry about wins and losses What's your thoughts about how you think the tournament might that the field might be selected and how it might all play out? Do you have any thoughts on that right now? I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I'm worried about us. Not, I, it, it's, I think, I, I believe that with our schedule and difficulty of what we're going through and what we've been through, that that 500 or above for sure should put us in the conversation. Um, I just I'm hard pressed to look at anybody doing what we're doing. You guys can't tell me that if, if we had six of those games at, at home and Oceanside, oh. we wouldn't have eight. We wouldn't have eight wins right now. You know, absolutely. And, oh, I get it. And so, 
that has to be taken into consideration, especially if, if the pairwise is taken out of consideration. Um, and this is going to be a subjective selection where, where you got humans making decisions. Um, you can bet your ass I'm going to be making a lot of phone calls and lobbying and, and, <laughs> and saying, look, look what we've gone through. Look at look at what we did to give ourselves a season. And if and that's only if we feel like we we rightfully earn the right to be in the top 16. And if we don't, then we don't, you know, like. But what I can tell you is that that um, we we are going to be so much better for what we're going through this year. We really, I mean, we're we anticipate much of, if not our entire roster, to be back, um, and and we're going to add some some really really talented pieces. Probably not as many as as we we had anticipated before COVID hit. But that's the 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 nice thing about hockey is that you can play with years, and and players can play maybe another year junior to kind of juggle some things around but but we're we i mean we, we love our team and, and what we're going through and um we know what our schedule is next year it's 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 more of what you guys are accustomed to with the independent schedule um we're going to be really really good really good and and, and we're going to we're going to address maybe a couple deficiencies that we have and, and we feel like we already have um with with some pieces that we're going to add and we're we're, we're we're really, really excited about the direction we're heading, both short and long term. Uh, the right. kink in me looks forward to that, Coach, because <laughs> I, I sit there and, and I like to play armchair GM, and I, I, I'm into all this expansion draft and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm waiting for the day that uh, you have to lose a player because they're off the World Junior Tournament. Uh, I'm, I'm, I look forward to all of that stuff. I love that stuff. Yeah. So, well, so Coach, it's it's good. It's gonna be. You, you guys are gonna. I mean, you, you've been around, and the kids that have helped us build this program, I think the majority of them, if maybe if not all of them, you're going to see back for a fifth year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. With the NCAA allowing that, so uh, you're pretty confident that some guys are going to be coming back and taking advantage of that, right? I, I would say the majority of them will be, yeah. Okay. All right, Coach, we appreciate you coming on as always. Uh, it's, yep, thank uh, you. The, the floor is yours whenever you want to come on. You know where we're at. Uh, Sunday and Tuesday nights now are devoted to college hockey, NCAA college hockey. So uh, continue the great work. Continue building the tradition because uh, we all love being a part of it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You have a good Christmas. You yeah, too, you coach. too, Coach. Talk to you soon. Yeah, bye-bye. All right, folks, that's uh, Coach Greg Powers with the Arizona State Sun Devils. So many good things to talk about. So much fun to, uh, to talk about a, a really a program on the rise. Um, Paul, let's take another quick break, and let's come back and wrap things up uh, by just kind of uh, capsulizing what Coach had to say. We'll be back in a, a minute or two. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. 
Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Tempe, Arizona. As I told Coach, I've uh, pulled the Ford Escape up, the Bell Ford uh, Ford Escape up in the parking lot. I've uh, thrown down stakes. I'm going to sit here uh, for the uh, however long it takes till we break ground and get started on that beautiful new arena that we talked about. But, Paul, tell me tell me a little bit, if you can, uh, with the few minutes we have left to summarize uh just the overall conversation with coach. I thought it was very upbeat and positive. Well, you know, he has a right to be upbeat and positive with it. I, um, you know, he told you that they, they, they feel like they should have more wins, but you know, there are a couple of spots where his team could have stopped playing and they didn't. And, you know, considering everything that's going on, um, that, that says as much about him as it does the players. Um, I mean, despite all the craziness of the season, um, they haven't had any positive tests. They haven't missed any, they haven't missed any games as I knock on wood here. You know, they had an official announcement that the building is going to be built. They had the renderings come out. So everybody got the renderings come out. They put, they put out the video. I, I mean, also want to say this. About? I also want to say this, though, Paul. I, you and you and I both know Coach Powers well enough to know that uh, academics are extremely, extremely important to him. And for him yeah. to boast a three point four eight team GPA, the highest ever, while they were on the road taking online classes and uh, focusing with COVID and not being around their family and and really their friends other than teammates. Um, wow. I mean, that is such a big shout out. I am, uh, I'm so proud to, to say that we cover Sun Devil Hockey when I hear something like that. Uh, we talked with Grant Crookshank from, from, uh, Colorado College about the difficulty of going to school, but I don't think there's anything like having to focus when you're on the road because I've taken online classes, Paul. It, it's easy to get distracted because there are so uh, many things going on around you. So kudos to coach and, and, and everybody for, for being able to do that uh, as well. So I'm excited about the program. I'm even more excited about the building. I'm excited about the next two years as they prepare to go into that building. And Paul, what I'm really excited about is the fact that probably a majority of this entire team will be back again next year, even the seniors because of the extra year at the NCAA uh, is allowing. And I think next year is going to be a whole bunch more fun. And this year is not even over yet. Well, listen, I like I I wasn't making that up when I was talking about. I can't wait to see because I I, I kind of like that roster machination stuff. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's called Tetris now, though. You 
You, you got to put them all together, though, Paul, in the right pieces. No, I understand that, but, you know, it's still fun. You know, absolutely. Listen, we all get to be armchair GMs. This is what has happened as the culture of of fantasy slash rotisserie sports has taken over in the last 10 or 15 years. You know, we all get to be armchair general managers and complain that our players who we don't pay uh, <laughs> are not performing well enough. It's costing me points. Cost me points. Right, whatever. So, um, you know, and, it, and it's great. We, you know, you hear things. The, the coach gives us stuff whenever we, whenever we get them on. You can always hear that. Oh, he wants to, you know, uh, he doesn't like holding stuff back. You could hear it in his voice whenever he talks about <laughs> stuff. He doesn't want to hold yeah. it back, but you know, we asked him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I, I know that the excitement is going to start to brew as soon as they uh, start putting shovels in the ground. It's happened in Vegas. It's happened everywhere. You see it on Long Island. Whenever they start building something, uh, people start to congregate towards it, and once it's built, they tend to flood it. So let's hope that happens here at ASU as well. I'm sure it will. Uh, I do want to shout out our new friends. We, we haven't got the deal done yet, but we are really close then, to Burrito, then, then, then Burrito Express. You can, you can mention them, but don't, don't talk about it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you know me. Shovels in the ground, baby. Shovels yeah, in the I, ground. I hear you. But our friends at Burrito Express, Paul, uh, we, we've tried to help them get up to 1,000 followers. So if you follow us, you listen to us, get on Twitter, uh, boost up that uh, – that uh, follower list for our good friends at Burrito Express. They're all over the valley. Terrific food, terrific people. Uh, I think we are really, really close to getting them on board with us, and I know they are huge supporters. Uh, I, I visited with one of the owners today, Angel, and he said, uh, anytime you have hockey players that need burritos, send them my way. So uh, <laughs> we look forward to that. Uh, I told him that uh, I had a guy in Long Island that loved burritos but couldn't get them, and he said, tough luck. Uh, yeah, well, I figured. Maybe move to the desert, he said, and that might be a little better. But <laughs> all right, I'll let you take it away as we close out another episode of uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Roger Klein's Cancio Tequila has presented College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Verizon, the 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business that America's been waiting for. Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant, the presenting partner of the Sunday Special. Tell our friend Kevin Wood that Ice Time Hockey SW sent you and let him show you the Belford difference online at belford.com or at the showroom, 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra smooth, Arizona owned. Go to mexicanmoonshine.com and try our original recipe cocktails. Buy summer skates, fall, winter, doesn't matter. We still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Behind the mask in its three valley locations, in line or on ice, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at behindthemask.com. Buy OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at oxypow.com. Buy M-Drive, the presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night, our two-step system for energy, stamina, and recovery. By College Bar and Grill in Tempe, by ASU fans, for ASU fans. And by the NCHC, every game in the pod, on the road, or at home, nchc.tv has you covered. Go now to nchc.tv and subscribe. 
Roger Klein's Cancion Tequilas, College Hockey Southwest Weekly, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, as usual, my friend. Uh, we want to big thank you to uh, say a big thank you to uh, Coach Greg Powers, Sun Devil Hockey, and wish them the best of luck as they start off the uh, quote unquote second half of their season uh, in Minnesota, January third and fourth. The coach said they're leaving. They're going to be up there on the uh, on New Year's Eve and get a couple of quality days of practice on that big ice sheet at Minnesota, and then. Uh, roll on from there. So good luck to the Sun Devils as they move forward. Good luck to uh, all of our teams. We've got the, uh, the the DU Pioneers. We've got the CC Tigers and, of course, the Air Force Falcons. So uh, good luck to all of them. Happy holidays to everybody as we approach Christmas uh, very, very close right now. And uh, we will see you again Sunday night with a great guest, the uh, commissioner of the NCHC, Josh Fenton, scheduled to join us on Sunday night, College Hockey Southwest Live. Um, Paul, got any parting words before we say goodnight? Uh, happy holidays, everybody, and we will talk to you on Sunday night.